Very good. All right. Let's get Might Be Wrong in here. Let's, why not just do it? You know, when Might Be Wrong gives me an LOL, I know he's really laughing. I know he's really laughing on the inside. It's not just an external laugh. Um, where's that? Okay. And I promise to not be awkward with the music ever again. So I'll wait an extra long time so I can get it all queued up. All right, guys, this will be a podcast in a couple days. Coming up here right now is a musician, a, a fixer of all things, a Christ follower, a husband, a father, a worship leader, an elder, a coach, a podcaster. Where are those podcasts at, bro? A fixer of all things, already said that, and of course, not a real libertarian. The music didn't work. No way. No freaking way, dude. The music. Okay, reloading. All right. Uh, I had the intro so down here. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Might Be Wrong's coming in. Give him a follow on the various platforms. He's a YouTube channel, but he doesn't post to it that much. But he's d- definitely prolific over there on Instagram. Let's get him on in the building. And I'll start my, my thing, too. Gosh. Yay. Hello. Why does that? Oh, because you have no video until I oh, do that. Hello. Might hey Be Wrong. Guys. Hey, how's it going, man? What's up, man? I'm good. Hey, good to have you on. Yep. Are it you? wouldn't be it wouldn't be a real uh, interview if you didn't screw up the intro, bro. How dare you? How, <laughs> how dog dare you? I? Yeah, that's, that's a, hilarious. That, that's a green screen behind you, right? Yeah, interesting. So there are no curtains. Explain. Okay, so w- let's start the interview this way. Change my mind that the green at a green screen is not the cringest thing in the world. Oh, green screens are fake and gay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. But if the gayest thing about me is a green screen, I think I'm all right. That's a good point. Yeah, especially in this culture, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. There's a lot of there's a lot of things wrong. That if that's the yeah, if that's the worst thing, right? Yeah. Eventually, I will have um my like practice space finally set up where I can put like cameras and stuff up in there, and that's where I want to do videos from and then i won't need a green screen because i'll actually like what's behind me it won't be just be a plain nothing wall so anyway have you noticed that uh since uh nick fuentes got big there's now like anywhere between seven and 12 copycats that have the exact same back they're in a tie they're a skinny right winger i haven't Uh, noticed that that's hilarious someone did a a screenshot i think on twitter where it it showed it was like one picture of fuentes and and then it said they're multiplying and it showed like like i don't know at least 10 different zoomer age guys that looked exactly the same so um (laughs) so um what, do, what should we talk about first? You want to talk about the prison stuff? You want to talk about the um, – what do you want – what What do you think is a good course of action? I mean, I'm good for whatever. Jeez, um, man. We could talk some prison stuff. So um, – You worked at well, a pri- – you were at a prison, not a jail. Yeah, okay. So, so um, I worked in the Florida Department of Corrections from 2000 until 2011. And – the main reason I did it was because I was I was working in construction and um, I made okay money, but benefits were terrible and I was about to get married. So I started looking for jobs for somebody with no education <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, that had benefits. 
and try to get, you know, like as good a paying as possible. And my mom actually uh, was a clerical worker up at the prison. And so she was like, you really ought to apply because they'll hire you. The way Florida was desperate, they would hire you uncertified, pay you to go to school to go through the, the training, which Florida's training is actually the most of uh, any state in the country. At least it was at that time. Um, but you collect a paycheck the whole time. So anyways, that's why I got into it. I never really have had what I call a cop mentality. Mm, like, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so my dad my, it was kind of funny because like my dad was a cop for about a year, uh, almost exactly a year because he got to the end of his probation. You do probation for a year. He got to the end of his probation and the chief of police where he worked told him he'd give him a glowing recommendation to go anywhere else. But that was for the opposite reason of what my issues are because my dad is a cop. Like my dad has always had that cop mentality. My dad, if you cut him off in traffic, he will write down your license plate number. Now he will end up, he will end up doing nothing with it. He will not call it in, but he wrote that down and like, that's his thing. Like, yeah, these silent, are, silent protest, yeah. Right, these people are doing something wrong. I must, I must do something about it, even if I don't do anything about it. Uh, you know, he would probably love the cartonarks, honestly. Like, yeah, <laughs> that would be right up his alley. And even when he went back to college, he went back to college after after military, after uh, police academy, and all that, um, to be a pastor. And while he, one of the jobs he had while he was in school was he worked security. So, which, you know, makes sense. You're former military, you know, former law enforcement, all that. But me, I just have never been, I've never had that cop mentality. Like, I've always been like, as long as you're not hurting somebody, I don't really care. And as long as, uh, like, in the prison, even the, a lot of the officers are this way. Like, if you don't do it right in front of me. I'm not going to be mad about it. But if you do it right in front of me, it's not even that you're doing it. It's that you're disrespecting me because I'm right here and you're doing this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of like, like you'll hear parents say all the time, like, I'm right here. Why don't you, I'm, my hands are disappearing into the yeah. green screen. <laughs> hey, quick thing, man. Do you think you could lower the gain on your mic just a little bit? It's Is like it too hot? Yeah, it's real hot. My bad. Oh, that's so Is that better. good right there? I think maybe a little more if that's okay. No, it's fine. It's oh, easy. Oh, crispy clean now. Got oh, it. Okay. buttery smooth. That's yeah, what I want. That's wanted. gonna be a podcast, so I want people to have a good experience. You know, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Go on. So, <laughs> so a quick question. I mean, we're we're okay. Yeah. We're we're gonna talk about libertarianism a little in a little bit. I, we might bounce back and forth, but seeing as we're kind of you know touching on the cop mentality and things like that, here here's my question. Um, uh, and I know we can parse it out, and I know we will expound upon it. But do you think? Yes or no? Do you think people have an obligation to society as a whole rather than individuals? I kind of think no. Mm. In general, I would say no. Okay. But but you have an obligation to your I, – I, I, it depends what you're talking about society is. Good point. Because I have an obligation to my family. Sure. I have an obligation to my community around me. I especially have an obligation to my church community, my church family, and basically anyone that I know that uh, considers themselves to be a child of God. Mm. I would believe I have an obligation to that society. 
But like, if you're talking about America society, no, I don't have any obligation to them. Okay, let me rephrase. Is there such a thing as collective harm that someone needs to answer for on whatever level? Like, like in terms of like group crime. And I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know my answer either, but like, I'm not sure. I'm trying know, to figure out what you're saying. I'm trying like, like, of course you agree that there's individual crime. Like you can hurt someone, you know, the whole, whole thing with the libertarian is like, there's the non, like, let's actually, let's see it through the lens of jail. Let, let's actually like talk about this. Like you're talking about a cop or a, or, or a prison guard that it's like, ah, if it does, if it doesn't happen around me, I'm not going to wig out about it. But the things that don't happen around that person still contribute to the culture of that collective, whatever it might be like, or, right. your, or your kids, whatever, if they do something and get away with it, they no, you know, you, you believe in God, of course, no one ever gets away with anything. You know, right. so but let me be, yeah. let me be more specific real quick about what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, um, they have rules in the prison about, if you're smoking a cigarette in the dormitory or if you have, they call it buck, but it's basically chain gang alcohol made. It's made out of a whole bunch of trash out of the kitchen with some yeast and some sugar. And yeah, it's awful stuff. Uh, they have that. Um, (laughs) that's, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you're doing something to kind of mentally escape like this, this little thing that you want to enjoy, that really isn't hurting somebody else right now, even though it's a rule. If I walk into a dormitory and I smell cigarette smoke, I would not scour the dormitory to figure out who was smoking. I'd go, all right, well, they stopped before I got here, so that was respectful of them, even though they were breaking a rule. But there's other guys that really have that cop mentality that they would want to search out and figure out whose breath smelled like tobacco, and it's like, this is ridiculous to me. So I'm not talking about if they're stealing or even destruction of property, you know, I, I like we paid for that property. Yeah. Even if I disagree with things like that saying. property has an owner. So I'm going to be against that. Yeah. So, so your line is like the, the person's, the person's body in their own property. Right. Yeah. But in the prison, else, yeah. in the prison, it's totally different because you, you have incredibly limited rights for obvious reasons. And, and so, my take on that was just if you're not being blatantly disrespectful to me, I'm going to let you I'm going to let you get that little victory in your mind that you got one over, <laughs> even though you didn't. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't really care. Thank you, sire. Yeah, thank yeah. you. You're, you're you're a generous God. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. Wow. OK, that's interesting. So I wanted to know that before we talk about libertarianism later. But like, yeah, so you work the the Florida penitentiary. You know, do you think Florida is in the top? You know, it's probably in the top 10 most criminal states right well okay but because they have the most insane laws really so the 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 saying is come to florida on vacation (laughs) leave on probation and come back on a violation oh man that's that's the saying because florida is insane with some of their laws and not just their laws the way they prosecute the way they go after people and like this is why i mean it's not there's not enough time to cover all this kind of stuff but it's why i have a major issue with like mandatory sentencing because what happens it and and levels like we were talking the other day about you know premeditated murder versus murder that happens spur of the moment yeah well 
The problem is, well, there's a lot of problems with it, but the main problem I have is they use those levels as bargaining chips to get you to confess to something and plead out to something that you didn't actually do by scaring you into this big, huge punishment. And then, and then, but, but if you plead guilty, we'll lower it down to this and you just do probation. Well, Florida is very aggressive with their probation. So you're probably going to violate and you're going to come back and do prison time anyway, but they're not going to tell you that. So it's just, it's kind of all a racket. And we have the, I believe, at least when I left the system, we had the most inmates of any state in the country. And I mean, we're a big state, so I get yeah. that, but it's just crazy, man. Just wow. dang, the system's so bad. Yeah. I mean, like almost, almost everything, everything you just said, I agree with in terms of like, it could, it should, it's not justice is not, uh, yeah, that's not just where, right. you know, you're like, oh, it's a little less because we feel like it or the judge maybe says so or you cop to something less and we just want to file the paperwork through. So and you have to pay a little bit. So it's fine. And it, yeah. Oh, and if you if you have a good lawyer, yeah, they're going to be very quick to just move on. Ah, We don't have time. This guy will actually litigate. This guy's good. We'll just we'll just let it go. Yeah. And it's like it's. Uh, we're not going to get it. I don't think we're probably going to get in a death penalty tonight, which is fine. I, I, I don't care to do that, but just keep in mind when thinking about the death penalty, which I'm not outright opposed to the death penalty is only poor people die. Mm. Only poor people die. So if you have anything set up like that, where only poor people get the brunt of it and then it's not justice. Yeah. You can't claim that it's justice. And they've kind of pulled the way the, the um, what's the, the wool over a lot of conservatives eyes with this where they're, you know, they get real pro uh, pro death penalty because they think that it's the most patriotic, the most just, you know, because they're thinking of the worst criminal they can think of. And that guy deserves a death penalty. And yeah. I probably would not disagree with yeah. you, but that person's not going to die. If they do, it's going to be in 35 years after they've already been a leech on the state and have unlimited appeals and all this other stuff. But I said we weren't going to get into that. But oh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're good. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it I, goes way deeper than that, though. Yeah, you know, yeah, we've kind of talked about yeah, it before. For sure. So. Yeah. So I mean, like, so when you were at the when you were a prison guard, like you got trained, and then was there were there people working? You know, you were obviously a rookie when you started being a rookie. You know, um, were there people that were seasoned? Were were they kind of like hardened? Uh, did you get any horror stories coming in? Like, what was the start of your job like? Well, so the start of my job was actually awesome because the the best guy I ever worked for was the captain that I worked for when I first started. So, and he was he was a big dude. Mm. He was um, well, and keep in mind, I weighed about one hundred and seventy pounds. Dang. <laughs> I was scrawny Wow! Uh, walking in there. And this guy was probably like 235, 240, six foot tall and like jacked. And he was just this old country boy who like you just knew that if an inmate talked to him sideways, he would have just smacked him, just smacked him and not cared about the repercussions. Now, he would never survive today. You know, because there's cameras yeah, everywhere. There wasn't sure. cameras when I started. I was there as it was like transitioning to like the cameras and stuff everywhere. Interesting. And he, but he was so awesome because like 
one of the things that, uh, as far as like from a personnel standpoint, uh, a lot of the captains would make a big deal about trying to get you to not use your vacation time because then they wouldn't have to struggle to cover for your shift or whatever. And Florida's always short on officers. So no matter what, if somebody takes off, you're, you're, you are short. They don't have enough backup. So this guy would literally encourage you to take time off. He'd come around and ask you because captains have to come around and do a check at every, every spot where there's an officer, uh, have to sign into your log every shift um, to verify that they've at least been everywhere on the compound every shift, right? When he would come around, he'd be like, so, so what you got going on? You need any time off? You want to go on vacation? You want to do anything? And his logic was this. I want to keep you as close to zero as possible because then you have to come to work. You can't call in sick because you don't have any time. Oh. And Right, which is kind of funny, but uh, but I understood that. And the cool thing was, like, so I started there, and I got married a month after I started there, and he worked it out. So I actually, after a, a month being there, I got a week off with pay for my honeymoon. So he was awesome, and he also was really good on the stories. So one of the things that he did, he was 19 years old, and he got transferred to South Florida, Dade County. It's one of the toughest counties in Florida. Yeah. That jail, that prison is notoriously violent. It's Miami, right? Yeah, Miami. Yeah. And so he's down there first night, and uh, they put him on shift. They give him a radio, and they didn't give him any handcuffs. He's like, I'm going to need handcuffs. They're like, nah, you don't need handcuffs. You're fine. Well, but then they told him, your job is to stand guard at this dormitory and not let anybody come in. Didn't tell him a reason why, just young, dumb kid following orders. That's oh, what I he don't was like doing, that. Right? I don't like that. Yeah. Oh, I know. But that's the way a lot of it is, right? Yeah. You don't need to know. You don't need to know why, you know? So, uh, so the deal was he got this inmate that wanted to come in the dorm, and he goes, you can't come in here. And he's like, who are you? Like, this is a brand new guy. This is this kid. And, and, and he's like, you can't come by me. And he's like, yeah, I can. He goes to walk past him. He grabs him. He throws him in a garbage can, <laughs> puts a mattress on top of it and sits on top of the mattress, calls on the radio and says, I got one down in whatever, you know, building it was. Y'all need to come get him. <laughs> so they come down there and they gave him handcuffs. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> They're like, okay, you can have handcuffs. Dude, I've always had problems with training like that. Like, I get it on one hand. You you learn quicker with mistakes, and you learn quicker when you're told to just figure it out. But, okay, so I'm fine with it when there's, like, no stakes. But when right. there's high stakes, dude, you got to know why. That's why in the mil- – obviously, I'm not military, but I, I've read books about the military. I've read training manuals. They tell you everything in terms of, like, how to do it – in terms of the important stuff. I'm not you – know, I know we got military people in the chat. They're probably about to roast me. But they don't tell you like, this in boot camp. They tell you – but I'm in turn, talking about, like, the <laughs> operations of a firearm. When I've taken right. like like things that are like really essential with life and death, they're like this is exactly what this is. This is what we're gonna do. This then you do it, and then they debrief you and say this is what we did. You know, like tell them what you're gonna do, t- tell yeah. them, and then tell them what you just did. You know, like that shit right. is very important for teaching. You know, and but like the old school sometimes like <laughs> like oh, throw them to the wolves, kid. You know, like. <laughs> But the the fact is he could have gotten everybody in trouble Mm. because they hung him out to dry thinking, oh, well, he'll probably just let the inmate by if he wants to go by. And he was like, no, I had an order and I'm following it, you know? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. 
anyway, um, so that, that that was out of date. Yeah, I mean, so did you like? You said you were then in there for ten years, nine years, eleven years. What was the? I mean, you got to like. What was the craziest stuff? Like, did you like? Actually, before we get into that, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. To, like, what's you know, what was the day like? You know, like what did you? Was there like violent encounters daily? Like, were the guys no. pretty much cool? Like, you know, what was so, the day to day like? So I worked at what's called a level six institution. So that means that we, we actually had a work camp attached. So we had everything from guys that actually could go out on the road and do work on the road all the way to close management CM, which is what you would think of when you watch a prison movie where these guys are locked in a two man cell uh, for 23 hours out of the day. Two guys. Wouldn't you rather guys, be alone? Oh, you'd much rather be alone. Yeah. But. <clears throat> you can get a loan if you act out you can get a cell by yourself but you're going to do more time in there um and they could do up to three years on cm um but those are like the criminals of the criminals those that you don't get you don't get sentenced to go to cm you go to prison and then if you attack an officer or you just make it very clear that you're not going to be able to be trusted to just be a normal human in here then <laughs> They're going to put you in CM. So it is the worst of the worst. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that officers hated about me was whenever I would work in CM, I would still treat them like human beings. Mm. And they just hated that. They hated that I would do that. And I'm just like, listen, man, this place is punishment enough. Officers don't need to deliver punishment. You know, enforce the rules, do your job. But those guys would just, some of them would be super excited to just put down on somebody. And it's like, dude, this That's, guy's already locked yeah. away from his family. Yeah, He's in a room with another stank dude. Like <laughs> he gets a shower once a week. I mean, yeah. it's gross. It's gross, man. Th that to me, that, so. mental that mentality difference is honestly, it's the closest thing that like, if you were to ask a person uh, what the difference between a cop and a pig is. It's right. kind of that mentality right there. And, and you know, I, yeah. uh, for the people that are don't know, it's like I'm not anti-cop. I'm not pro-cop. I'm probably a little more closer to pro-cop because I'm, I'm, I'm unironically a statist. Um, but, like, yeah, pig, man, pigs. Do you think that, that bad, like, pigs should get a bigger punishment than normal people doing the same crime? I do. I think yeah. whoever's entrusted with the most authority yeah. should experience the biggest punishment. And it's our society is completely flip flopped in that. If you're a politician, if you have power, you, you get no punishment. You can you can stand up there like Hillary Clinton and say, I take full responsibility when full responsibility for her action would be the death penalty. Mm -hmm. And and but nothing happens. Yeah. You can just say full responsibility. So, yeah, anybody. That's why I think pastors, if a pastor falls big time, like, yeah, man, I mean, the Consequences should be bad because yeah. you've been given a lot of authority. You've been tr been entrusted with a lot of authority. Yeah. So, but anyway, there, so we had that CM unit, but the majority of the compound was open. So think like a campground on a lot of it. Like each each um, dorm had ninety six inmates in the dorm, one officer over that dorm, and it was open bays. Okay, so they weren't cells. They're just two huge wings of room of uh, their rooms with uh, 46 inmates on each side. Am I right? 46. It was 92. So it's 46 on each side. Bunk 92 beds. total for one officer per wow. shift. Right. Oh, yeah, dude. Dang. And, and all you have on you is your radio, your handcuffs and a pen. And that's it. You might have like a flashlight or something. I, I don't like those chances, bro. 
Well, but here's the thing, because everybody would always say that. Well, don't you want a nightstick? And I was like, why do I want to be beaten with a nightstick? Yeah. Like, because there's 92 of them. What am I going to go do against 92 guys? Yeah. So the bulk of your job was was carrying yourself in a way that you would be respected and you wouldn't have problems. Mm. And then also watching your back. Like, I am still, and I kind of hate this about myself, I am still kind of one of those guys who... I go to a restaurant and my back has to be to a wall. I have to be facing the entrance and I don't, I'll do it without even thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like people are like, Oh, you're paranoid or whatever. And I was like, I didn't even realize I did that. But years and years and years, you don't want anybody to get behind you. You want to keep your back to a wall at all times. You want to keep an exit available at all times and all that. But a basic day, it depends on the shift. If you work day shift, which is like eight to four, you're going to spend your entire day watching a few inmates clean up the dormitory that are assigned to clean up the dormitory while everybody else is out at their job assignment. And then you're literally just writing it a log every half hour. And the only thing that breaks up your day is the inmates come back to the dorm. All of them come back to the dorm to be counted before lunch. And then you'll release them after the count clears to go to the chow hall. And other than that, that's your day. So super boring. Wow. 4 p.m. to midnight is when they're all back in the dorm. That's when you have the most fights. That's when you have a ton of gambling going on on whatever sports is on. Um, Was guys, that allowed or no? It's not allowed. Uh-huh. But once again, if there's no violence, you just kind of look the other way. Mm. Some people got other way to stop it, and you just end up with more problems. Yeah, it's just 92 on one. Like, how many problems do you? Excuse me. Do you want to bring on yourself? You know yeah. what I mean? So, and and um. And actually, the crazy thing is, when they would watch sports, there was actually a sports TV room. The TV in the dormitory never went on sports. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So there's a sports TV room, and they actually got locked into the sports TV room. And so you would you'd occasionally open the door and kind of walk through just to make your presence seen or whatever. But now nah, all the like they're doing little uh, square boards and all kinds of little things to gamble on. You're not really trying to stop that, you know. You're just trying to make sure it doesn't get out of hand. If they get, but also, you know, like just being in a sports bar, like it's hard to tell what's a fight and what's just excitement over a game. Like sure. it's real tough to judge it. So, so the four p.m. to midnight's the toughest because they're all there. That's when they're gonna be getting drunk. That's when they're gonna be trying to to run scams and stuff, you know. Um, and and then. The big count, the last count of the day is at 10 p.m. And that's when everybody, the lights go out, everything's out, everybody's asleep at that point. Um, and the last two hours take an eternity. So from 4 p.m. to 10, it's like like that because everything's kind of rocking and rolling. And then from 10 p.m. to midnight, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is like I want to be done so bad. <laughs> was there any, did you, was there any like... Um, I don't know, like after the lights went out, would people fight? Like would they, would there be like stuff in the dark going on? Rapes, so, murders, whatever. Uh, so rapes rarely happen. This is terrible right here. That rapes rarely happen in the wing. Uh, what would happen is you'd get, um, if it's a rape happening, it's almost always a new kid coming in. I say kid like, you know, anywhere from 16 to like 24, Yikes. somewhere in there. Um like if if I had been sentenced into the prison when I was in there, I probably would have been victimized because I weighed nothing. I was not. I mean, I could fight a little bit, but not against these guys, you know. Um, 
And the sad part is what they'll do is they'll wait for that officer. Like they know, they know what the officer's schedule is. So like if it's midnight to eight, you have to count the inmates every hour. So you have to walk through the dorm every hour, count skin. You have to see skin and count them. And then you leave your dorm to go help somebody else count their dorm. And then you go turn in your count slip that you just had to fill out your official form. Right? So the inmates know, okay, he just walked past. I'm going to have 10 minutes. And most of the time the young guys have been smart enough to, to know better, but if they're real fresh and they don't know better, they'll go use the bathroom after you go do your count. And the guys know you're going to be out of the dorm. So they'll just go snatch them up off the toilet. And wow. It's bad, but Dang. most it's bad. We, Ours wasn't as bad as a lot of places. There's a lot of places that are far worse than ours. Our camp had a lot of life inmates in it. And the good thing about lifers are they kind of come to the conclusion that this is their home now and they want their home to be kind of copacetic. They want it to be chill. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of enforce a lot of the petty stuff to not blow up in anything worse. They'll snitch on gangs to try and keep gangs from forming like they'll they'll drop notes and let them know, hey, we're getting too many of Latin Kings or whatever. We're getting too many of this, that, or the other in here. Um, these guys need to move or whatever. And we will. We'll move them all around the state in order to keep the gang uh, thing from growing. Wow. So ours wasn't as bad, but um, but no, rape's real. The bigger one is, man, they will sneak off to just about anywhere to try to have consensual homosexual sex. Mm. And here, if you work there any length of time, the odds that you are going to walk up on that are very good. Did you? Yeah, and it's Holy awful, crap. dude. And I, oh. yeah. So I, I made the mistake of it's opening month, my man. Come on, right? I made the mistake <laughs> of opening my mop closet door because I was too young. I was too new. I'm going, why is my mop closet door shut in the middle of the day? Because it should just stay open. That's what he was saying, cleaning. too. He's like, yo, come here, man. Why is my yeah. mop closet all open? Right, yeah. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> pillow, pillow talk. So, oh, yeah. I, so I opened the oh. door, and that's what I see. And I just slammed the door wow. as hard as I could. I was so mad. I was so mad. And, um, yeah. So, what I mean, you, I just. What did you do? What did you so, I called it? up front because I knew who they yeah. were because they were my housemen. Like, they were the guys that worked in the dorm all the time. So, I knew who they were. So, I said, This is who they are. Come oh. get them. I'm not touching them. Oh, man. <laughs> so, That's messed up. But I was more mad. You remember what I said before about, like, if you walk in and somebody's smoking in front of you, it's the disrespect. Mm. I was way more mad that, like, y'all know I was coming back to the dorm. Yeah. You thought I was going to be so lax on my job that I wouldn't come open this door when it was supposed to be open. Uh, so that's what I viewed as just, I was like, obviously, I was traumatized by what I saw. Yeah. Because nobody wants to see that. Well, nobody should want to see that. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. It's terrible. Oh, man. Sorry, a Nephilim ninja <laughs> made me laugh in the chat. He says, "Housemen, lol." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, yeah, gay for the stay, right? I've heard that that uh, that phrase Dude. before. Okay, so we had this guy. We had this guy in there, and uh, his nickname was Foots. Everybody <laughs> called him Foots. Yeah, last name was Sutton. His nickname was Foots, and he would walk around the compound. Uh, with a lisp 
and everything and flipping his hands and real effeminate and all this, right? Dude had a wife and kids. And, and so when I first started working there, they'd be like, dude, you should see foots when he goes to, to the, um, visiting park when his family comes to visit. I'm like his family, like, like his parents are no, his wife. I'm like his wife. I'm like, blow I, what that, what are we talking about here? Right. So I finally went up there and worked up there. They usually put, they don't put new officers in the visiting park very often because it's a high risk area for drugs to be brought in and, and all kinds of stuff. So anyway, I finally worked up there and this dude, when he got around his wife, he was all of a sudden he was real tough. No and, way. Oh dude, he turned it on and off. It was so crazy. Wow. So, wow. and then I, you know, I kind of make this joke about things, but they literally mean this when they say I'm not gay. It's my hustle. Oh, I'm not gay. It's my hustle. Like it's so, how I earn, you know, tobacco and soda and whatever. Right. So uh, what do you think? Is, is that person gay or the air they? Or is it their hustle? I, what, what is that question? That is a ridiculous. Of I don't course know, they're people, gay. I, okay. I've talked to some people that they, that they, they're no. just doing their, what they need to do, man. If you commit a gay act, you are gay. Okay. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Put it this way. Does it, should it be repented of? Uh, yes. Yeah, so there you go. Gay. Yeah. <laughs> it's gay. Ooh-wee. Oh, man. Ugh. That's funny. Uh, Katie Zed says he definitely earned his honey buns. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. All right. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, so did, were there any, you, know, you talked about gangs uh, a second ago. Okay. Were there any like hits, like gang? Like, yeah. So like when they it's got hard like, to prove. Yeah. Like, like in the, what's it called? Like he, he, American History X, where they, he gets in there and he's like already Aryan and there's like camps inside the yard where there's like different gangs and they're identifiable. Was it like, I was going to ask about movies too. Like, how stereotypical is it compared oh, the to the movies? Movie? are terrible. Okay. Movies are, are yeah. so awful. It's, think about anything you know about that you've seen a movie made and how awful that was. And right. that's how it is about prisons. Yeah. It's, it's almost nothing like what you see in the movies. And the main thing is this, all of that, which, you know, I try to suspend reality for myself because I do enjoy certain like Shawshank redemption. You know, I mean, like I enjoy some of these things. So I try to suspend it and not ruin it for my own self, you know, yes, but it's like, no, if if you're almost every um, compound has an STG officer, STG is security threat group. So it's basically gangs. They have an STG officer. Their whole job is to identify gang members, keep a record of them and make sure that they don't congregate together. They'll never get a dormitory assignment together. They never get a job assignment together. If you see them congregating too much at all, one will immediately get shipped out without notice just to another camp. And the gangs know this. So the guys that you do have that are trying to form up, they are very secretive about it. They're, they're very stealthy about it. They don't try. They don't do it right in front of you like you see in the movies. That's okay. the thing. They're not going to run together like that because it's too obvious. Mm. And now you get moved. What, what was the point of that? But you can work together if they're able to communicate. So they, you know, they'll communicate. Um, through written stuff and it's crazy how many of these guys learn sign language and they'll communicate using sign language and to get Smart. things done that need to be done and they're not actually congregating together so what you will see is an act of gang violence that's coordinated where they will go and do something like we had this one guy he didn't make he got killed 
um, we had a construction project going on in the backside of the institution. And um, one of the things about the prison is all the inmates do all the work. The inmates do all the work. The uh, officers, teachers, whoever, maintenance staff, their job is to teach them how to do the work and then supervise the work. They don't actually do it. So like when, an, when a building's being built, um, there's a masonry course. They're teaching the guys how to build. And those are the guys that do it. Well, wow. that also means the guy who's responsible for supervising can't lose track of any bricks. Okay. There isn't a magic pallet of bricks that just shows up as in other as situations, in Ameri- American cities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, and so what happened was this guy had hidden a brick and he was waiting for his opportunity. And when this other guy, they, they blew the, um, lunch, uh, bell, basically this big loud sound went over the whole camp to tell him they returned to their dorm for count at lunch. He grabbed the brick, went around the corner, bashed this guy over the head and dropped the brick and just went back for count. And we got, we call it Bay flight. It's just a helicopter, um, hospital response. And, um, and the guy didn't make it. Um, but it's like stuff like that, you know, they'll kind of set themselves up and it takes, it does. And this does happen. It takes an officer or staff member falling asleep at the wheel, not being diligent at their job, which is easy to do because your job is boring. Um, for that stuff to happen like that couldn't have happened if his supervisor knew where every single brick was you know what i mean oh so, man so you just gotta so be on it you gotta yeah, be on which is hard because yeah. it's boring as anything it's so yeah. boring but the consequences of you getting bored could be really bad literally somebody could die wow. so yeah because these dudes man You've got some guys in there, and this is this is a big reason why I struggle with the nonviolent offenders being in cages. If they were in a cage, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. But no, they're in an open dorm with killers. Yeah. And it's like, dude, these some of these guys are bad dudes that frankly shouldn't exist anymore. And they're sleeping right next to some dude that had extra dope. And he had just a little too much dope on him where he got was able to get convicted for you know, intent to sell or whatever. And this is coming from somebody who's, I've literally never smoked weed. I have no desire to smoke weed. If you made it completely legal, I wouldn't even try it because I don't care about it. I like my bourbon and I'm good. Mm. Like it's not my, you know, thing of choice, but I just don't see how anybody can look at that and go, yeah, that makes sense. The guy who, the guy who killed that baby should be in the same room as the guy who had some weed on him, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. I still have a few more questions about the prison stuff, but then that's kind of a good transition over to talking about libertarianism and like allocation of political power and things like that. But um, do you, uh, well, do you think there should be different prisons? I mean, like, like I, I, I know. I guess we'll talk about the drug war in a second. But you know, if you could, you know, with a person w- with experience, well, actually, for, first of all, would you ever go back? If times no. got hard, you would never go back. Okay. Never, never. Why? I told Why? my wife when I left, I said, if I ever, if I ever even hint, you know, the benefits were good or whatever else, smack me as hard as you can. Uh, just, I have noted. And the main thing is, I don't want to be in any bureaucracy again. Yeah. I don't want to be in anything where sure. what you do is less important than how you document it. I, I hate that, you know, just like do your job. Don't pencil whip, you know, something to make it look like you did something better than you did or excuse things that you did lying, 
because, well, if you don't lie about what happened, you have to word it a certain way or you'll yeah. end up facing oh, charges or whatever. It's gross. So it's, it's yeah, crazy. That stuff is gross, man. Yeah. Good. Let me tell you one more story real yeah, quick. sure. One more. Yeah. Uh, it's short. This is the craziest thing. I think it was the craziest thing that ever happened to me in person. So unfortunately, because we like to play around with budgets and stuff, they were taking a lot of literal psych patients that needed to be on psychotropic drugs um, and taking them off of those drugs. And when they take them off those drugs, now they can't be in the psych camp because that's the only reason they're there is because they're on those drugs and they want it confined to that camp. So I had an inmate that was in my dorm who had just been shipped in from this other site camp. And I even was told like, Hey, he's playing like he's crazy, but just, you know, just keep an eye on him. He's not really crazy, whatever. So <laughs> it's almost time to do a count. And this guy is sitting on the front row and I'm watching him. He's taking a razor. We have these really cheap, like the worst cheap razors you could ever imagine where if you took the blade out, you could just snap it with your fingers. They're, they're super flimsy. If any razor ever bumped you up, these would, right? They're just terrible. Well, he's sitting in the front row of the, of the room that's facing me. And I'm seeing him, and he's tearing apart a razor. And he does it super fast. They get, like, real quick about that kind of stuff. And I, so I stand up, and I'm looking at him. He walks straight up to me. He's looking me dead in my eyes. And he cuts a big old chunk of skin out of his forearm, just slices it. And then he lays it right in front of me, right? Like, like he just filleted a fish, just laid it right in front of me, looked at me and then turned around and sat down on that front row and just waited for them to come get him. Cause I mean, obviously I got a call. It was so disgusting. It was so crazy. And I'm like, Whoa, what do you do with a guy like that? Like, what do you do with a guy who will just slice his own skin open and just anyway, that's like the craziest thing that happened right in front of me. Do you think he was, uh, that actually crazy? Um, well, I mean, you think he was trying to be crazy? Yes. He was trying to get back on those drugs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant by actually versus not. Right. He would do anything he could think of to go back on those drugs. Wow. So, yeah. That's super Which, I mean, intense. does that make him crazy? Like, yeah, he's crazy, but... Yeah, it's like, I mean, that's why... like a fox. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I stumble over words so much in my streams, because it depends on your on your definition. Like, is that crazy? Prob, prob, by today's standards, probably. It's kind of like, is the result crazy? Is like, you could make the argument... Yeah, what he wanted. Yeah, if you could make the argument, anyone that cuts a chunk out of their flesh is just crazy, but also, like, you know, kind of like pretty on point with delayed gratification, you know, like, you know, he sacrificed the now for the later and yeah. 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 Did you ever make friends with any, like, I don't know, or did you ever like see any prisoners on the outside after you got off the later, you know? So I've seen, while I worked there, I saw a couple that were released and lived in the same area that I lived. And I didn't even know that until I like saw them at the grocery store. Once again, I will say this is, a good reason to treat people like humans because even though I was the officer, I'm the pig. They have no, ultimately they don't respect me at all. They really don't like, it's good to know that. Um, and I didn't know that for sure at the time that they really didn't respect me. Um, but they're not going to come after you violently when they see you somewhere. Like you're not the guy they're looking for. You know what I mean? 
Um, that doesn't mean if somebody's crazy, they might identify you as being part of the system and therefore might do something. But I never experienced that. I will say I had one case of being manipulated and I was like, I totally got manipulated and he got me, he got me in the way that he would have got you. (laughs) Oh, do tell. He was a musician. Oh. And so we just got to talk about music. He was in a band that toured and he was, I looked him up. He, He was in a little band that toured and stuff. And we're talking about music theory and I mean, just, all that kind of stuff, live wow. shows and doing all that. And yeah. yeah, so that's how he got me. Um, and he really didn't get me, but I definitely like, I let him get away with things that I shouldn't have done if I, you know, mm. and then hindsight, you're just like, you know, if he was actually, if he actually respected me, he wouldn't have put me in that situation, you know, but when you're young, you know, I was 25, 26 yeah. when that was going on. And so what did yeah. you, uh, what did you let him get away with? Oh, just let him pass contraband and stuff and nothing, nothing like bad, but like what's, what's, yeah. What's non bad contraband. Oh, like, like cigarettes from outside yeah, or something like that. Like it's literally not going to hurt anybody, but you know, but it's a crime. Like technically I committed a crime if they could prove that I knew it and I let it go in. You know what I mean? So that's, it's so stupid. Yeah. So stupid. There are statute limitations on that. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah, For the feds listening, uh, you can, uh, I can do up. six months on my head yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long uh, as I can read audible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And appreciate the people uh, listening to this podcast or I mean, yeah, whatever. Reading this podcast. People read, excuse me. I'm a, yeah. Yes. I've been converted to a, a hearer. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> you guys got any questions about, about prison, uh, prison life for might be wrong. Uh, Katie Z has one. Um, do people detox off heroin in jail or do they go to the hospital? So uh, that is a good question. The thing is, I worked at a prison and prisons are different from jail. Um, A lot of people know this, but some people don't. When you when you're getting processed to go to court, you go to jail to to wait for arraignment. You'll be in a jail the whole time you're at trial. Um, But after you get convicted of that crime, then you'll go to what they call a processing center, which would be or. um, Man, I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's a centrally located prison where they bring you in first and they figure out where you should be sent in the state, what other prison you should go to. Um, recep- reception center. That's what it is. Reception center. Sounds better than it is. So if you're <laughs> detoxing, right, if you're detoxing, you're going to do that in the jail. You're not going to, you know what I mean? You're going to be de- done. And a lot of these guys... When we get them at the prisons, they're even better behaved um, because the reception center kind of gets that out of them. Um, and jail definitely gets a lot of that out of guys. Like when they first get in jail, they're fighting all the time. My brother-in-law is a is a deputy that works in the jail in the booking, and like you're just fighting all the time. It's it's miserable because you're bringing yeah. people in that are hopped up on whatever. And you got to yeah. get control of them. So anyway, um, yeah, that's okay. So, but, but like in, yeah, I mean, did you guys, I mean, have anybody that like slipped through the cracks where it's like, they should be recovering, but they, they, you know, they just made it through and then we're just like, had to, you know, detox in the, in the prison. So 
not exactly that situation, but you can get drugs in prison. Um, and so what you'll have is somebody who's already been through detoxing, but they still want to get high. Yeah. Like it's, it, that didn't, it didn't work to cure them of the problem of wanting it, you know? Yeah. And so you get it in, there's a couple ways they can get it in. One is they can, they can sneak it in, in their own cavities. Um, Yikes. They're a visitor coming to bring them stuff in their cavities, passing it along, all that. The, easiest way is if you can get an officer Mm. easiest way is get an officer on your side hook them in with having them do something illegal and then Uh, they're scared and then they're scared of getting in trouble so the reason why none of that would ever work on me is because i'm quick to tell on myself i'm not perfect i will make mistakes but if you come at me and say hey if you don't do this for me i'm going to tell them you fell asleep last night or whatever. Well, I would call my captain and go, Hey, I fell asleep last night and I got an inmate saying he's going to turn me in. (laughs) Right. Okay. I get nothing. I get a slap on the wrist. Like, Hey, don't do that, man. Get your sleep at home. Blah, blah, blah. Now that inmates in trouble. So, but a lot of guys aren't smart enough and I don't even need smart. Just like, I'm just honest. Like, I did it. So I'll tell myself, you know, um, and they would let themselves get wrapped up in there. So then they're bringing drugs in the other really gross thing that they would do to get drugs in is they would have a relative or a girlfriend apply as an officer. If they didn't have a arrest record, if they were clean, they could get hired on as an officer fairly easily. And then from the get-go, they would just bring drugs in because officers do not get right. even pat searched. We go that through seems a metal like the detector and way. that's it. Because it's fun. Absolutely. It's the earliest step. You just like get – that's almost like how the – like the mob will have crooked cops. They're just know this kid since he was five years old. And they've from the get, it's like grooming. Yeah. Yep. And the, and the thing is they also know that the state doesn't want to look bad by admitting that they had an officer bringing stuff in. So they never prosecute. They just terminate. So it's, it's, it's really no loss for them. They're making money from the state while they're there. They're making money on the side from bringing drugs in. And the worst thing that happens, they just get fired. Yeah, but not so. not not really punished. Not no like, prosecution. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. so if you commit a crime, not you, but like if a prisoner commits a crime in prison, is their stuff usually just tacked on to their sentence or do they go back to court and get charged on a new thing? So they always threaten them like they're going to be charged with a new crime. Mm. Um, It depends how serious it is. I mean, if they commit a murder, yes, that's, they're going back to court. They're going to get tried for that murder. If it's a rape, it's probably going to be really hard to prove. And so there probably is not going to be anything done with it. Literally nothing done with it. Um, They might go to like protective custody for a while or something. Um, it, the the most, rapist or the victim? Both. Both. Wow. They would go to separate protective custodies. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. so, protective custody isn't just, I mean, it's isolation. It's just isolation, really. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't, it's either protecting you from yourself or protecting you from others. And if they can't prove that there's been a crime done, they can put you in protective custody for 30 days without having to prosecute. So they'll kind of use that little wiggle room to go well we can't prove anything happened but we know something happened so here's 30 days in protective custody you know what i mean yeah kind of like a punishment yeah because you can't punish 
Yeah. Dang, dude. What a, so, what a messed up system. All right, it's so really bad. But what's we, better? What do you do instead, you know? That's what we're going to talk about next. We have one more <laughs> goofy question. Well, not necessarily goofy, but because I wonder this as well. Then we're going we're gonna to transition smoothly between this and libertarianism because people are wondering what you would do instead. Um, all right. Nephilim says, is all, the, is all the water, is the water all recovered pee-pee? I heard that once. I've heard that as well. Like they recycle the pee. Facts. Really? <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So one of the best paid positions in the prison is the, <laughs> the water treatment clo- director. The mop, clo- mop closet. Sorry. <laughs> the, water, the water treatment uh, director. They get certified. They're basically a chemist, and they have okay. to get certified in how they all the sewage comes into the water treatment plant. It gets slurried around in these big, massive vats. And... <laughs> It, it sifts through to try and no. pull all the solids out, and then no. all the liquids that come through get chemically treated, chemically treated to make it safe. And it's why if when the water comes out of the faucets, it smells like the strongest pool water you've ever no. smelled, like crazy chlorine. Oh, do the inmates yeah. know? Yes, because the oh. inmates, remember what I said, the inmates do the work. No! So... Yeah, literally, there's inmates that have to clean all these machines. There's inmates that do the chemistry. There's just a guy who's in charge of it that makes the big money, but he teaches. Oh, where'd he go? No, we lost him during the most important part, the PP part. Might be wrong. My internet's fine. No. We put on a song real fast. Uh, Dang it. What in the world might be wrong? No! During the most important part. Hit him up. No! (laughs) All right. I think he'll be back. People say, so Sassy says, uh, interesting because uh, in food processing, yeah, dude, I was just going to say that. MK Ultra says, uh, this is what the feds don't want you to know. Yeah, might be wrong. He's a cool guy. He is a g- really good friend. Yeah. Really? He said power surge. He's restarting everything. That's okay. I'll, I'll read some chats. Well, he can't hear me. I'm telling you guys, I guess. Just made yourself sick. Interesting because in food processing and, and other industry, it's against federal regulations to use sewage. Why don't I put the the chat on the screen? Huh? That may be cool. Cover up my dome. What are people saying? <laughs> uh, Marie says, um, waiter, there's corn in my water. Oh, that's so nasty. He's like facts. He knew exactly what we were saying. Yeah, no. Gross. Uck. Water world, world prison. I'm going to ask uh, uh, him this question when he gets back, what Marie said. How far back? What what year does it feel like inside? Current, five years back, ten years back, yeah. I know the technology is pretty low in, in prison and things like that. I've never been, but I've seen a couple movies. Yeah, it's been a good conversation so far. Yeah, tell people this and they won't do crime. Big facts. That's the facts, Jack. 
Yeah, give might be wrong a follow over there on uh, on Instagram. I'll link his stuff in the chat. Great follow. Bigger following than me, dude. Even when my even on my old account. Yeah, we're gonna ask him about privatizing it next because uh, we're gonna talk about allocation of power and libertarianism after this. <laughs> Tell people this and they won't do crime. Not facts. You need a bigger deterrent than that, baby. Yeah, we're going to talk about government and things like that after this. A natural break. Horatio says, it is interesting how different prisons are from state to state on their danger level. California prisons are scary as hell. It's interesting. I thought his would be a little more, a little worse because he's infused in Florida. You know? Alabama's way harsher, just stressed out. Yeah, we're going to talk about libertarianism versus uh, right-wing stuff. Private prisons are wholly unconstitutional and un-American, says Sassy and Press. I don't know. Is that true? Does it say in the Constitution there can't be private prisons? I don't even know what American really means as far as law. It is way harsh, double, tripled up in a 4x4 room. Yikes. 4x4, that no bueno. Country Gravy agrees with Sassy. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of agree. I'm not down with private prisons. When did private prisons start and how widespread are they? Yeah, because people act like they're all over the place. But I mean, yo, the United States is a corporation, man. All these, your town is, uh, your town is a corporation. United States is a corporation. Every state is a corporation. So it's like, what do you mean by private? And usually you'd answer non-public, right? So it's like, what, and so what's public? Taxpayer funded. A lot of them get grants and stuff. A lot of them are, are, have benefactors and things like that. So I don't know thing's a mess dude it's it's amazing we made it this far right so it should be taxpayer funded but i i don't like taxes but i don't like taxes guys taxation's theft so where does that get us yeah the debate over words is really important there's like about 20 or 30 different words in uh right now in culture that are like the most important things to uh debate over yeah private means for so for for profit that's interesting yeah private means someone owns it and they make money off of it all right he's back let's do it might be wrong back in the building he had a florida power surge oh yeah oh yeah Legit. Hello. Where- oh my gosh! You can see a green screen. Yeah, where'd your I curtain fix go, it. bro? Yo. <laughs> oh. oh, my adorable where'd curtains. It where'd it go? Oh, it re. Did it log me in as somebody else? No, it, it logged says me in might as be me. wrong. Yeah, but there's no weird. There's your ghetto green screen. Uh, just faking game. By, by, <laughs> that's I like the real deal. 
<laughs> looks real. Looks real and authentic. Re- real and straight. It. Yeah. We'll just blur it. No, I don't care. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. So, um, you were mid like sentence. Yeah. We were talking about the pee pee water. People were very grossed out about that. Um. <laughs> yeah. I find that to be very gross, and they know. So, I mean, what are they going to do? Stop drinking water? Do you think that's wrong? Like, I don't know. Te- so technically, it's deemed as safe to drink. I mean, that's that's what they say is. Yeah. It's safe to drink. Now, you will never catch an officer not bringing his own water to work. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, Rules for me, not for me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, man. All but, right. uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy, man. So, so the, and the prisoners do it. Yeah, it's pretty gross, but, you know, you can probably get used to it. You probably just get your mind right. You just stop thinking about it, right? Yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, that, a lot of them, if they can, they don't drink water. They'll drink whatever comes out of the... Um, canteen or whatever, you know, they'll get yeah. soda or whatever. But when you go, when you go eat, you know, they're cooking with all that water and yeah, facts. If they're making tea, that tea was made with the water from there. Yeah. So yeah. A couple other, uh, this one I was wondering too, Marie asked where I put this, uh, this question, what does, what year does it feel like in prison? Like she says five years back, 10 years back. I mean, does it, I mean, it can't feel like the current age because it's not like updating as fast. There's not like a necessarily a link to the outside world, but what does it feel like as far as how, how old? Well, I mean, there's, that's a rough question because there's updated technology there if you're in a program to learn, right? Like if you're in one of the educational programs, you're going to use a computer that's, that is up to date. The TVs, when I was there in 2011, were still the big box TVs. Wow. Yeah, there was no high def, nothing. Um, even in the sports room was it was a garbage TV. Um, and... So I guess I would say it felt it feels a lot like the early nineties, maybe when you look at it that way. But now I bet they've all been replaced. I mean, they they probably all are updated now. Yeah. Interesting. So but you walk everywhere, so there's no cars to see, you know. The only cars you ever see would be the roving patrols around the outside and big shock, they're in all in an old Crown Victoria. So <laughs> whatever whatever tired uh uh small sheriff's department sold us some garbage crown victoria to drive around yeah so wow <laughs> so yeah i mean so yeah this next question a lot of people there's kind of they're t- kind of discussing uh public private prisons in, yeah. the, in the chat right now and that's kind of a good transition over to libertarianism sure. and political stuff so i mean yeah do you think there should be private i mean y- your take is that there should be no such thing as public property right and you're, do you still yeah. stand by that or? I mean, look, I, I so let me be clear. <laughs> everything that's that mostly happens, like the border and the roads and the shops and every, everything that comes after the statement, let me be clear is a lie. Let me be clear. <laughs> let me be clear. I'm once again asking you for more money. <laughs> but, but um, I, I will say I'm not a libertarian. Mm. If you ask the majority of libertarians. Yeah. Okay. So, cause the, my answer to a lot of these things is eh, it's complicated. Yeah. So, um, but I also don't believe in, well, it's not working now. So burn it all down. I don't necessarily agree with that all the time. Um, so you're asking about private prisons. Yep. 
I mean, I kind of heard what you were saying while I was trying to reboot because my phone still worked. And you were saying the government is a business. And that is true. The government's a business. And as much as people want to claim the Constitution, there's nothing enshrined in the Constitution that declares that a prison can't be private. My reason for not liking private prisons is because the way they operate, they operate specifically on a profit margin. So it's not even about the treatment of the inmates as much as it, as it is the officers are usually in more danger in a private prison because they're not given the newest equipment to protect themselves. They're not going to waste any money on like cameras and, and what happens is they also, because usually they don't pay as well for the officers you end up with a lot of officers who are idiots that like they couldn't get a better job. That's why they have this one. And they put you in a lot of bad situations because they want to play like super cop and, and they just put you in a, ba- a lot of bad spots. A lot of my buddies used to work the, the jail in my County was a private jail. It's not anymore, but it was a private jail. And so you could work at the prison and then work part time at the jail. And all of them, I never did it, but all of them brought back horror stories about all these idiots that hung us out to dry and sprayed some big, huge guy with pepper spray. And now we're all trying to defend ourselves against something that shouldn't have happened and all this kind of thing. So that's my main issue with private prisons. It's not like, oh, you can't make a profit on it. My solution, it's complicated. I would like for the death penalty to be biblical. So if you commit a crime, I'll just say murder where, and murder means you meant to kill the person, right? So we're not talking about manslaughter. We're talking about murder or rape, forcible rape, not some other vague term that we call rape, but forcible rape that can be proven because there was witnesses Okay, or a murder that can be proven because there was witnesses and those witnesses could be film like the film would be better than than an eyewitness. But the way the Bible does it is two or more witnesses, two or more eyewitnesses for a capital offense. Okay, then you get convicted of that. The sentence is carried out immediately because the sentence sentence is just because we have two or more witnesses. You've been convicted. It's over. There, so there's no death row. Eliminate that immediately. I 100% agree. All that waste is gone. You're not spending money on appeals. You're not wasting, bogging down the court system with that. And, but you make it really hard to prove. You stop with all this. Character uh, stuff. Yes. Yeah, all, this, like, all this other stuff. Yeah. It's just, and, then, and it's not about. It's not about how much money mo- you make. Two or three different motives. Uh, the cultural situation we're in. You know, especially that one, right? Like, like, oh, this is a, this is a person that lived in the South, and he's a black man, and right, uh, like, or he's a white man, wherever. It's just like you know, str- straight up, you know, witnesses. Yeah. yeah. Did you do this? Was yeah. there a witness? Give me one second. Yeah. He's going to the blurry land. Uh, I might have just blew up this monitor with that power surge. Mm. My extra monitor. Anyway, doesn't matter. But uh, it, it's wigging out on me. So I'm yeah. like, uh. Uh, illiterate, um, illiterate bear says rape, rape, like Whoopi Goldberg says. 
Exactly. Was it rape rape? Yeah. No, I mean, look, let's just be real. If a if a 24-year-old sweeps the 17-year-old, do I think that he should be immediately hung? I mean, it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated, but I, I wouldn't I think, think that's so. the death penalty. No. You know what I mean? No. Even if even if technically it was a crime, it's like, okay, that's not a forcible felony, you know? Um, so, and then as far as other crimes, I would say if it's any crime that's nonviolent, and this could be like, you know, racketeering, any, any like money crime or whatever, any crime that's nonviolent, um, I think it should be house arrest. We have the technology now mm. to put, to completely monitor you. We could even, and I mean, a lot of Christians would not be on board with this, and I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but you could inject a tracking device into these guys to be removed Ooh. later. Right? I know. Um, but because the people will say, oh, well, they can get around the ankle device or whatever. Like, dude, we our technology has gotten pretty crazy with being able to track people. And if you violate that, well, okay, now now you're going to an actual prison. Now you're going to an actual prison. And so I don't have a huge problem with there being prisons. I just think let's stop crowding them with people yeah. that are just leeches now. Leeches now. I also think that, um, once again, we have the technology. If you commit a crime... And you have to pay restitution instead of playing games with trying to sue them in court to get them to pay. Cause that's what ends up happening now, dude, you just link their job that they're required to have. Okay. And that money goes automatically to whoever they're supposed to pay restitution, whether it's, yep. you know, whether it is the government or whether it is a private citizen that they've wronged, that restitution gets automatically paid. It's kind of indentured servitude. I'm kind of on board. I'm kind of on board. I like an, I like indentured servitude. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's also very just in terms of but, voluntary and as a punishment. Like you should be able to sell your labor straight up. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, at the end of the day, this is how I come down. Like, I, I I look at it the same way I look at how I raised my children. Okay. We, I was raised in a house that it was like spank first, spank second, spank third, <laughs> and then ground them and then spank them again. You know, yeah. like that was the mentality. Like spanking was the answer to everything. Okay. So um, I've raised my children where I try to make the punishment fit the crime as close as possible in almost every situation. Like, you know, if you, if you were being disobedient with this toy this toy is now gone you know what i mean like that kind of thing now when they're at a certain age especially when they're younger they don't understand that so there's got to be a pain part to punishment um people think i'm ridiculous when i say this but you won't because you'll understand what i'm saying um if a child is reaching for a hot stove it's not enough to go no don't touch that you got to grab their hand and smack it. Now there's pain. Hey, you touch that. It's going to hurt. You touch that. It's going to hurt. They reach for an electrical outlet, smack on the hand. It's going to hurt if you touch that. And the reason why you do that is you get them to equate pain with that thing. And it's the reason why obedient disobedience should never be allowed because yes, Right now, I'm telling you to clean your room, but the time may come where I'm telling you, stop doing what you're doing because you're about to step in front of a Mack truck on the road. So I need 
No, dis- no delayed disobedience, immediate sure. obedience, right? Yep. So in our house, the spanking is kind of what undergirded every other punishment. If the other punishment didn't work, you were going to get spanked. Mm. Yeah. Uh, if I ground you and then you violate that grounding, we're well, going to get spanked <laughs> because the grounding was, hey, you could have had physical pain, but I, I showed you mercy and wasn't giving you that. And so that's kind of how I view prison system. Look, I don't want anybody to end up inside a prison, but there are some people who cannot be trusted to be in society. So they got to go there. And so if you can show mercy by doing house arrest, show mercy. But if they violate that, well, that's on them. That's on them. Cause everybody has a sob story, you know, Oh, I, I needed to steal this because, you know, my mom hasn't worked and my kid that my, my brother's a sister is dependent. And you're like, yeah. yeah, I get why you would need to steal that. I understand it. There's still a punishment for stealing. You weighed the cost. Well, then you commit another crime while we had mercy on you. All right. That it wasn't about that. It's you're a criminal. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So. I got you. Yeah. So, but like, as far as, so, you know, you said a lot of interesting stuff. There are a lot of useful Sorry. stuff, but just that's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, like, uh, no, I, I'm not being you know sarcastic. Like you. So the original question was private prisons, and your answer was was uh, it's a pragmatic reason. Like the way that it functions. A lot of the horror stories you learn that you've heard from private prisons is have been bad. But that doesn't mean you're opposed to them on like a legal basis or a you know a constitutional or a moral no. basis. Yeah, I mean No, yeah. I'm not opposed yeah. to them for that reason. The the only way that I think they would make sense and I don't know how you would do it, which is unfortunately, this is what a lot of anarchists do. They're like, "Well, this is the way you should do things." And you go, "Okay, well, how would you make that happen?" "Oh, it'll figure itself out." Michael Malice does that a lot. "Oh, well, it'll it'll sort itself out." You know, and you're like, "Okay, that can't be your answer to everything. Have a no. plan, man." So if you can find a way to have the inmates being the ones that are paying for the prisons, Mm. I don't know how you do that. There's a lot of people that hate, oh, well, they work on the road crew and the prisons make a profit. And it's like, yeah, but you had to pay people to watch them. You have to feed them. I'm going to say something spicy. This is why slavery is not inherently immoral. That's a situation where slavery would not be immoral, where if they were like growing their own crops, if they were yep. building the buildings, if they were sanitizing the pee pee, like, like this is, there's not like, it's not inherently immoral. It depends on what slavery is. And like, if you're taxing at 95%, like bitch, that is slavery. You yeah. are a slave. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And, and, and this is the thing is libertarians in general, oppose the prison system on the basis that it is slavery that's that that's their problem but the problem with slavery and this is what other people have gotten completely annihilated for saying the problem with slavery was force it wasn't racism it wasn't it it, you know it wasn't um bad working environments or whatever it was force they were forced to do it and you're talking about an innocent person forced to do labor with with nothing in return other than what you deem they deserve, which, you know, if you're a calculated businessman, that's going to be enough food to make you a good worker and enough rest to keep you healthy because, uh, you know, somebody who's sick can't work. But 
there's there's no redeeming value to the idea of forcing someone's labor period there's nothing redeeming about that but the prison system if you're only being convicted of crimes that truly were where there's truly a victim Mm -hmm. then the slaver argument goes out the window they'll still try to make it but the slaver argument goes out the window because they have committed an offense that needs to be repaid sure but isn't that a a criminal like so stressed out in the chat says slavery is a big difference from criminal punishment isn't that criminal punishment by slavery i mean it's still slavery it's just i'm sure i'm sure the definition of the word i mean we're not gonna look up webster's i don't suppose but well that's i'm just saying like to me slavery is having zero control over the fruits of your labor and the fruits of your labor. That's, that's slavery. So I would say it's only slavery if you didn't owe that person anything. But in the case of the prison system, you do owe society, you owe whatever person you've wronged, their family, you have a debt that you have incurred and you need to pay it back. It's why if there's no actual physical victim, the debt should be, The debt debt should be repaid through you working and physically paying it with with money, Mm -hmm. right? If you're going to prison, it's because, well, we want you to repay this debt, but we also can't trust you to be in society. That should be the only reason you're behind bars is because you're like, we can't trust you to be in society. You've proven you can't be trusted. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've got to try it on for size because I think that it's like the debate is over like your to me that doesn't change the definition of it being slavery that that no. change, changes why you're being enslaved, you know. But but the 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 thing with slavery is they didn't have a debt; mm. they were literally owned. Yeah, you owned you owned yourself. You owned the fruit of your labor until you owed the fruit of your labor to someone else. Right. Good point. So, I mean, we're all debt slaves in a way if we're making payments on anything sure. or I mean, taxes sh- in the, general, man. the government thinks I'm a debt slave yeah. every year on my yeah. property. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So how, how let's talk about like the let's transition away from the jail stuff and just like so when you said you've had a you've you've never had a cop mentality. I mean, so if you, do you think you've kind of been a libertarian forever? Um, maybe I've. I've moved, I've definitely moved more that way because I was raised by that cop. Yeah. <laughs> and so I reflected a lot of his thinking yeah. with a lot of my actions. Were you, you know? ever like a neocon? Were you ever like pro? Oh, 100%. Pro really? Wow. Dude. See, I, I came from the left, so I, right. I don't identify with that at all. Yeah. we t- See, we talked about that a little bit. Yep. So for, for those who don't know, uh, Stephen and I talked for about three plus hours on a video that will never be released, apparently, because yeah. my computer crashed and I lost everything. But anyway, I thought you were going to bring up us talking on the phone the other day. I was like, gay. Oh, no, no, no. So I was in the bathtub. That never happened, guys. Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking a red wine while Stephen and I were talking about our book club. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> No, um, so <laughs> what led to that? <laughs> Neocons. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I came from the opposite direction. I, and frankly, it's my frustration with a lot of Christians, okay? Because a lot of legalistic Christians 
uh, and that's the background I came out of. Um, they really struggle with like feelings like, Oh, don't trust your feelings. And I agree. Don't trust your feelings. However, when, when God created you in his image, he created all of you. So he created your, your physical being, he created your mental capacity. He created your emotions. So all of it is part of who you are. All of it is part of being an image bearer of God. So to deny the emotional side of things and it w is to deny the image of God in you. And so that was something that was a really big struggle for me is I would just be like very cold hearted and pragmatic about how I viewed the world. And to a lot of people, they would still say I'm that way. Like I don't view empathy necessarily as a virtue. Oh, yeah. it, ca it can be virtuous. It can be, yeah, it can but, be. but it's not necessarily virtuous. It, it can make for a lot of bad stuff too. Um, so like, for me, I'm looking at guys in prison and that really affected me because like, I'm all about my family. Uh, my wife's from a big family. We do a lot of stuff together and these people are locked away from their family for an extended period of time. And like, you find out what some of them are in for. And some of them, obviously you're like, this isn't harsh enough. And other ones you're like, Oh my gosh, like, how are you away from your family for this? Like, this is crazy. You're stealing years away from someone's life for what? Right. So that side of it, I didn't really have it when I started working in the prison, the prison kind of brought that out of me. Um, and then like, what's funny is even now, like I have a, a relative who's a police officer and he hates having conversations with me about it because I'm right down the middle. Like I'm not anti-cop, but I'm also not back the blue, no matter who. Right. That's <laughs> I, insane to be back the blue, no matter who, but he it's is because he's a cop. So he, I mean, he will make excuses. Insane. I could show him a video of that dude that was being held at gunpoint by the cops in his shorts, crawling on the floor and then being shot multiple times. And he'd be like, well, you don't know what happened before that started. And you're just like, true. That's what I, saw, I don't need I to know. I, saw, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to know more. I mean, I'd agree with you a lot. Yeah. So he's like pleading so, for his life and he's, right. not, he's like pulling and, his pants down. Like, And so what I'm, yeah. So what I'm saying is when I watched that video, maybe 15 years ago, I'd have been like, yeah, what did he do before the film started? But now I'm like, dude, come on. Like, just come on. I just think I've become more reasonable, mm. which I, I, I feel like if you become more principled in your Christian walk, mm -hmm. it will affect you. You will move more toward the middle yeah. a lot of times. And I don't, I'm not saying like right, left. I'm just saying like the pendulum always swings far. Right. And like, um, like if you grew up in a charismatic church, a lot of times you'll reject that and you'll go real far over yep. to a real high church Orthodox or something like that. And then, and then you'll maybe come back, whatever, back and forth, back and forth. And you end up settling on, okay, I understand why these people enjoy what they enjoy, but here's where I feel like God uses me and it's where I'm comfortable. And it's okay that I'm not one of these other things. And it's the same way with like, I can be calculated about how I view someone and I can still care about the person behind what's happening. You know what I mean? 
with not and not the soy like the the left oh you don't care you know what i mean like I don't even know what that is. I don't even know like, how to, it's what so is difficult. Care? Like, do I occupy a space in my brain for like every person on the planet? And, right. like, like, but what ends up happening is you become somebody like me that when you hear someone say, well, just pull up, uh, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Mm-hmm. You'll just be like, he can't afford boots. Like, yeah. dude, give him a help. Give him a help. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying feed him baby's milk forever, right. but you think people need some help when they... I think you should care about human beings and yeah. give them a help. I don't think government should be doing it, but you should be doing it. And then the other side of it where it's like, oh, just keep nursing them along. It's like, no, that's that's hateful too, man. You don't care about them, you know, actually developing as a person. So okay. I don't so, know. I probably want to No, you're off. good. You're good. I have a couple like hot takes or just takes on that. Okay. So okay. Um, here's my... my thesis i've been doing this the last couple interviews you've been there and the, I, I just pr- present a hypothesis pi- hypothesis you tell me if i'm if i'm off base or not libertarianism is not an ideology okay because full like people say libertarianism is property rights and the non-aggression principle when you view government as the monopoly on force of uh you know a non-consenting people okay full libertarian like anarchism is an ideology libertarianism is a spectrum where the full end and the, the logical outcome of viewing all government as the, as the violation of the nap is anarchism and anarchism is an ideology. Libertarianism is a spectrum. Uh, Christianity is an ideology. Um, but to me, so first of all, that's my hypothesis. And now the conclusion of that, like, therefore you're a liberty minded Christian nationalist. Except, not, I don't, not, except I'm going to piss off a lot of people. Okay. I don't care about what country I'm in. I love the current country I'm in. I love the founding and the principles that America was founded on. I think the Bill of Rights was one of the greatest documents ever written in human history. But I would leave tomorrow if I felt that's what God wanted me to do. And I would never look back and be fine with it. Counterpoint. Do you think the nation is the best way to organize uh, lar- you know, million plus people groups. So I no, I just say no. Okay. So then, <laughs> so then, then, then you would, then that would make me wrong. Um, yeah. that would because make me wrong. I, like, I, I think the only thing the the nation, the federal government, the overarching over 333 or 330 million people, something's over it at all. I think what should be there is, and this is where libertarians absolutely would disown me over national defense, but real national defense, not sticking our nose in everybody else's business and affecting yeah. and playing, playing nanny over the world. But yeah, that's national, not defense, Everyone right? Knows national it. defense and, um, law enforcement. I do think there should be law enforcement. However, I don't, I only think the federal government over law enforcement should be oversight should be oversight for local law enforcement. I don't need the FBI. I don't need all this federal stuff. Let the States handle it, but it's just like having a federal Supreme court. If you had a federal law enforcement bureau to handle, okay, we have a local issue that we can't solve and we need oversight to come in and investigate kind of stuff like that. Almost like internal affairs being on a federal level, 
That's more what I'm talking about yeah. because policing should be at local entirely. Sure. I think so. Well, I mean, that's just how you like, to me, that's just how you divide up power inside of the nation. Like, but there's the difference between like abolishing a, a national government and that's also why I use the word national, not federal. Like, I mean, fe- like, because I mean, here's the thing: the, the reason I be- one of the reasons I became a, uh, a, a nationalist a couple years ago is I almost view it like my family. Sure, you could go and find a different family, but they wouldn't be yours. And you're an American, whether you go to the Philippines or not. Like, you are an American, brother. Yeah. What I what I think is, and this is this is why anarchists hate guys like me is my goal with libertarianism is I want a country that has almost no federal powers over the States Mm -hmm. so that righteous men can move freely to what state they want to be in and live righteously and shame sin out of their communities. Yep. And then uh, just this is this is, we were kind of talking about this, you and me on the phone. Okay. And then, <laughs> yep, God's judgment can come down on those places where there are no righteous men left. Mm, that's it. Dude, so, I see. I think that's that's a pretty good system right there. Like that's I would voluntarily place myself under the authority of a ruler over Florida if they wanted to rule biblically. I would absolutely want to do that. And I also would fight for the right of, of somebody else to leave Florida because they don't want to live under that kind of government. Yeah. And they're free to leave and they're free to go do whatever kind of debauchery and degeneracy they want, but not in my Florida. But they got to go elsewhere. So you're a, you're a, you're a federalist. Basically. So you don't think that you, so you think that the state should have the right to tell a mayor what to do? Like the state governor, Look, not like the, the smaller, state. the smaller, the community, the better. So I hear what you're saying. I think in our, in our current setting, what I'm describing is more likely to happen than to have the state governing authorities, not to have that authority. So that's the only reason I'm saying that. Yeah. I would love it if, like, the mayor that was elected by this small community was like, unless he did something that violated our own laws, our they own leave being him the alone. state of Florida, our own being the city. Mm. <laughs> like, if you don't violate the oh, laws that we I set see. up, yeah, yeah, they shouldn't be able to step. But who's going to enforce it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, who's going to enforce? Yeah, that's all, dude. That that's another reason I that I that I went like full. I went it was a total ANCAP at the big, beginning of 2019, and then I went like full statist within a year because there's only one question really. It's who has the gun, who enforces. That's really like yeah. all that really matters. I have an. Um, I want to read this thing from Horatius because it it actually in a weird. Okay, so you're saying in your society there'd be freedom to travel in between the states. Let me read yes. what what Horatius says. He says states should have rest- restrictive immigration just like the. Country. Country, people mass moving from state to state destroys those states because in, in a weird way that freedom of travel gives the the a lot of power to the centralized government so okay so the reason why it it only destroys states if you come in and you only take okay but if you had a society that was not based on taxation you know, was based or, or if there was tax, it was consumption tax. That's the only tax I'm really down with because it's voluntary. 
Yeah, what, you can what, choose explain, not cons- Explain what okay. that is, yeah. So uh, uh, I don't think that you should be taxing food. I don't, but I think you could tax fuel and you could tax anything that's not, anything that you don't need literally to live. So, because that's voluntary. Like the truth is, I don't have to drive a car. I don't have to drive a car. So you put a tax on cars. I could choose not to do that. I could walk to work. You can't put a tax on the sidewalk. <laughs> you know, like that, it, it's craziness. But, um, and once again, this is not libertarian. That's why I say I'm not a real libertarian. You're actually saying it. That's good. I, I like that. Oh, no, I totally say that. I'm not a real libertarian. But if you ask me what I align with most, it's libertarian. Yeah. Because I believe in liberty. I believe in freedom. And that freedom might send you to hell. <laughs> but that was but that True. was your decision to do that. So uh, so when I say consumption tax, I just mean and, and once again, smarter people than me can figure this stuff out far better. But a tax on things that you don't necessarily need. Therefore, if you can just save and not spend that money, you don't pay any tax. I'm willing to bet enough people are consumers of things they don't need <laughs> to exist that they can pay enough. Also, especially in Florida, we're, we're our, um, our number one export is tourism. So you're definitely getting people coming to a theme park. The theme park's going to be taxed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like fun. Like like, okay. So he, here's a question. I've been struggling with this for a long time. Who gets to define what need is? Oh yeah. That's tough. I would say to, I, I hate that the government decided what was an essential worker because work is all essential. This, this is all the of lo- it. This is the logical extension of, of like of the gun thing where they they've been saying for years no one needs blah blah blah. Now they're just doing sure. something more important. Now, like I think guns are one of the most important things in society because it it's people's right to defend the things they actually need. But at yeah. the end of the day, you can't eat a bullet. You know, you like could easily you, defend no tax on guns, no tax on ammo. You yeah, could easily defend yeah, that. But, but like for now sure. they're going it's an after enshrined right. But like your income and shit is more important, especially right now. Like you need to eat today. You know? Right. Yeah. So so like who defines that? I mean, like it's very hard because in a weird way, a person can't even define what they need. I mean, how, I mean, I overeat all the time. I'm like, oh, dude, I need a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? So like sure. who, who even the person can't even define what need is. So how, like how, how does this even work? I mean, I if you handled it biologically, what do you need to exist? I mean, it, it, some of it, probably what I'm saying sounds absolutely crazy. Like, um, I would tax houses, not property tax, but the sale of the house, the sale of the house. You could put a tax on that, um, cars, you know, bicycles, boats, all these kind of transportation things that you don't necessarily need. Absolutely tax that. I think if you want to, if the government wanted to do like, um, transportation, you wanted a bus or something. Well, if you can't fund that transportation off of the money collected from the people using it, then you don't get to have it, right? So view that in the same way as anything else. Like the if if you don't if you can't afford to pay a tax on a boat, you don't need a boat. 
Interesting. Well, I mean, I mean, but like the truth know. is you don't need a boat either way. So I mean like a more fundamental definition definition of need. It's like of course that's true what you just said, but I'm saying like like if if you what I'm saying is when you start regulating the word need, you start saying you you started getting into like stalinist like ca- calorie counting and shit yeah you know like like no oh no no 200 pound person needs 3000 calories a day then you get into the person could be like but i lift a lot they're like well you don't need a gym membership you know and it's sure. like very slippery with like who defines this i mean in the end god does but you know well, I mean the it, the authority that the authority that you're submitting to. So whatever that authority is that True you're submitting that. to is going to decide that. I just personally think tax should be done in a way that is voluntary. Mm. But okay, but that's all is, I'm saying. Is then see, this is almost this is very interesting. Now it seems like we're now on the different sides of the argument that we were ha- just having a couple minutes ago about slavery. See, to me, <laughs> if you make it voluntary, that's not a tax. That's not right. a tax. Tax by right. definition is. But what else do you call it? Donation. <laughs> <laughs> donation. But it is attached. But if it's attached to an item, is that really a donation? You know what I mean? Like it's. I mean, now now we sound like uh, who's the dude in the Crystal Cathedral no, 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 on, no. on TV? Voluntary, where he's like, voluntary would mean voluntary would mean I'm going to buy this item, and I get to choose whether to pay this fee or not. That's no. voluntary, right? But 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 if it's an it, item, if but, it's an item, you can exist without, and that's what I'm saying. If it's an item, you could exist without, mm. then. You could tax it. That's super vague. That's and I not. Know it. That's, I would say that's not voluntary. That's yeah. that's that's not voluntary. That's something else. It's a tax. That's a tax on non on luxury item. It's a luxury tax. Right. Yeah. Sure. Luxury okay. tax. Yeah. Monopoly. Right. Kill the rich. What? Yeah. No, what, what? What? No. In, in Minecraft. No. no, no. Right. I'm kind of rich, bro. Chill out. <laughs> um, yeah. It's interesting because I mean it really gets down to the definition of words like need. Yeah conservative liberty are you a conservative at all do you do you i am but social conservative. i i have conservative values yeah i live my life where you would a hundred percent think i was a true conservative because i live my life according to biblical values yeah. right but i hate people that call themselves conservatives right Cringe. because they're not because yeah. they're not yeah they're You've got people that say they're a conservative with a rainbow flag. It's like, what are you conserving, dude? You're conserving nothing. Yeah. Like, the, I, so uh, I'd rather call myself traditional than conservative. Right. I love that meme you uh, put up there on uh, on Instagram. That was like, abortion is the tip of the iceberg, and then below that, yeah. sexual sexual immorality. Yeah. I think the the I personally think there's no bigger red pill than the the se- the sex stuff. Like, I agree. Yeah, like the like because the, it's yeah. it's permeated our society. Yeah. It's fundamental. So, it's it's like the the man and woman being man and woman, the kids being kids, the permeation of society. It's the breakdown of words, of barriers, of boundaries. It's like all encompassing. If you fix that, it's almost everything. Yeah. 
And it's they've done it. They've done it systematically over a long period of time. It's exactly how Yuri Bezmenov was saying. It started. It started with shows like Married with Children, where disrespecting your wife was acceptable. Your wife look dressing like a tramp. Your daughter dressing like a tramp was acceptable. All this stuff. Fast forward. People in the '90s were all watching Friends which is about all these people who are not married, but they're having sex with all these different people, yeah. and it's totally normal. Now, I don't know about you in the late 90s, but that wasn't me or any of my friends in the late 90s. But I bet you it's a lot closer to the kids that my kids are hanging out with. Yeah, it was, it was a little because like... Because it's acceptable it now. It was a little like me in the mid-2000s. A little bit. In the mid-2000s. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I mean, was like 10 in, in the late 90s. You know, so, right, right, right. Yeah. I got you. But, yeah. But the life of 20s and 30-somethings, 20-year-olds, they were all 20s when the, when the show was really popular. So 20-something-year-olds where I lived would have viewed what they were doing with their lifestyle as degeneracy. Yep. And yet they turned it on every week to watch it. Mm-hmm. And, then, yep. and, then, and then now I post a, a meme about the iceberg being sexual degeneracy. And I have a girl arguing with me about how, well, you know, that that's where it says, I am not sorry. I'm not sorry or whatever. That's, that's screenshots that, of my conversation with this girl. That's you sub, she, subtweeting. Yeah, she, well, I blocked her. Hmm. She, she was like, well, not all married people or not all people that have abortions are unmarried or whatever. And I was like, listen. The large, a large portion of abortions are from unmarried people. Married people do not typically have abortions, and that's the only person you should be having sex with. And she, all caps, LOL, okay, whatever, on that. And I'm like, yeah, so you're a degenerate. You're just a degenerate. We're looking at it right now. I'm showing the people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the that's why it's just like, no sex there's one way like god's plan is a good plan dude like it's like that's why like before i became a christian again i I became a christian again in like march 2019 but for about two years before that i was christian i was like a pragmatic christian where i would listen to people like jordan peterson or other people where they would just be people saying this system clearly works it clearly works. And then I realized that it was right. like the actual truth of this world. Um, right. Yeah, but it clearly is a great system designed to like, yeah, it's just the mo- it's very moral. It's God's moral law. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes yeah. down to it, that's what the reason I'm libertarian is because I want the freedom in my local community to live biblically. Yeah. And I think it's easier. I'll just be real. I think it's easier to trick de- degenerates into wanting freedom in order to give me freedom than it is to convince them to sit under an authoritarian. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, let me ask you this. Okay, so we're going to get out of here semi soon, but I've, we, we, I know do, we've gone way over do you have a, time. A, do you have a, a time you got to go or anything like that? Whenever they turn off my power again. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> dude, okay. So, of all the hashtags in all of hashtaggery over there on, on Twitter, um, I've just made up that word. It's very nice. Uh, I think Liberty Unity is one of the most retarded things I've ever seen. Um, and I think, but I think that what you're saying about tricking people to want freedom 
is easier or whatever. Did you say it was easier? Yeah. Um, I have to play the game. Yeah, I mean, dude, Liberty I Unity is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, the you'll hashtag, never see me tweet it. I, no, I mean the idea too. I don't mean just yeah. the hashtag. No, I no, mean no. like the idea. Look, look, I got, I got uh, blocked. Bottom, bottom sector unity, right? Or oh, yeah, that bottom yeah, unity. Dude, that bottom phrase unity. is awful. Oh, I didn't even think about what that. <laughs> Yeah, that phrase is. <gasps> oh, that's awful. funny as shit, dude. Yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah, awful. So, yeah, that's a big thing. Now, Reed Coverdale is one of the first ones that started. You had Reed Coverdale, yeah. David Fight, yeah. Jeremy something. He follows me on Twitter. I, I can't remember. Are, oh, I think there's something wrong with these guys. So here's the Personally. thing with Reed. Reed is an atheist. Hardcore hardcore evangelical atheist yeah. which frankly is the only atheist i can't stand i i can understand you not believing in god but when you make it your mission to convince everyone that god doesn't exist we we can't coexist we can't coexist anymore but he goes on there oh liberty unity liberty unity and then he'll picks holy week of all weeks to start bashing christians right and so I called him out over it, and um, I mean it was a whole thing. He blocked me on Twitter, and then and then he goes on Dave Smith's show. This sounds a lot like gossiping in the hair salon right now. And then he goes on Dave Smith's show, and I basically put a comment in the chat like, "This guy wants unity," but he blocked me on Twitter because I called him out for terrible theology. Mm. And cool. And then right. Well then. Uh, then he unblocked me. And I, saw, I don't know why. I saw you comment on some uh, one, something the other day of his, or you retweet him, and I was like, I thought he was blocked. Yeah, he unblocked me. So I DM'd him, and I said, "Good on you for unblocking me, dude. I, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm still gonna call out your heresy when you bash Christians, you know, just so you know." And I commented, I edited my comment on the video, and said, "Hey, update." Reed unblocked me, so, you know, carry on, you know, at least he unblocked me, so that's cool. cool. Then he emails me back, he's like, well, if you appreciate it so much, this seems disingenuous because you still have your comment on YouTube. And I was like, I said, dude, I don't, I don't delete comments unless you would really want me to delete it. If you ask me to delete it, I will delete it, but I don't delete comments. Yeah. Because I'd rather my failure just stay up there. And I'll update it if I want, but people love to use this word disingenuous. Oh, I, sure. I don't think I've ever used that word in my life. Does that because it's like I, that's why I'm just like I say people are lying or I say they're dumb or they're evil. <laughs> like, but like oh, it's just it's dis- lying for smart people, man. I'm sorry. Disingenuous. <laughs> Does this mean they're not being real? Right. They're not being genuine. They're they're putting on air. They're lying. That's what it means. They're lying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. because also, but, but, but also, I call people out when they say people are lying when they're doing it unintentionally. Because I think there's intent always involved in lying. If it, if there's not intent, there's it's something different. I hear you. That, but you that, can't read minds, which gets into my mind reading device that I want really bad, but sure. we'll never have because I'm not God. Right, God yeah. will never allow it. No, God would never allow it. No. So there's that. But anyway, at the end of the day, he made the right decision by not telling me to delete because if he did, I would have screenshotted it and posted it. This dude wants me to delete messages like a loser. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, if, you, if yeah. you demand of another man to delete a post, 
you're seriously you're weak yeah yeah i i I, I, so one of the reasons i don't fight online i feel kind of nasty even having this conversation for five minutes like about other people like like, but i it's like like, no liberty unity is kind of stupid in that i can't truly unify with degenerates yep but just keep in mind if you're going to unify with any political group you're going to unify with people that you disagree with just know that and for me i've had unity within the gop my entire life and frankly i think they're degenerate just in a different way Mm. some of them in the same way they just hide it because it wouldn't be acceptable Mm. and others uh just in the way that they don't value human life and i feel like if you don't value human life then that is degeneracy. Mm. So anyway, that's a good point. So Are you talking about that's like, why the like war, you mean like I the can't Warhawks? identify with? Yeah, the Warhawks. Yeah. Like, and they—I mean—they've lied us into so much conflict, and they—you know—it's the same people. And you know, the left has too, and the left will sit there and cry about racism while voting for bombs that are sent to go kill people of all different races and religions and we're very diverse in our bombing yeah and the right will try and claim a religious reason for war and i'm like no i'm sorry you Uh, ain't god man yeah you're not god yeah i mean so i'm really glad that you didn't use a specific word a second ago usually when you talk to a libertarian about the middle east they say this same phrase every single time they say so we can go bomb brown kids and, I would use that if I was talking to a leftist. Yeah. See, yeah. Because it does. It's right. It's what they it's care about. It's right I, up their alley. I, yeah. yeah. See, I don't like, yeah, it means nothing to me. I mean, it, 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 because I value the reason it doesn't, they're humans. Not, the reason it means, it, it means nothing to me is because I value human life. Right. Yeah. If you're not racist, I could it doesn't give, matter what race they were. I could give one shit whether they're brown or not. You, you exactly. shouldn't. I'm a non-interventionist. We should not be doing this abroad. Like, like I don't care yeah. any less or more if it's Finland or anywhere else. It's like bombing. So it's it's it, it's it's literally seven words. They are they say so we can go bomb <laughs> brown kids. I've heard it so many different times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so I mean the the so yeah. liberty unity is bottom unity, right? That's yeah, yeah. That, oh, oh, it's terrible. Power, what a horrible phrase. Power, power bottom unity. <laughs> oh, and yeah. that's the thing. I so this is kind of what I've made up my mind to do. In libertarian circles, I'm going to be, and I'm always this way. Uh, most of the time, uh, I say always. I'm most of the time. I'm very, very evangelical. I'm very open about Jesus. I'm very open about morality obedience to god is important um but when you're in libertarian circles that's never the focus right so i've kind of made up my mind like look i want this i'm going to be open that i want this freedom because of morality not because of your degeneracy but because of morality and i think that the liberty unity people are going to disassociate from me the more i do that and i'm fine with that let me uh let me float one more hypothesis, then we'll get out of here pretty soon. All right, True man. libertarianism is both anarchist and atheist. No rulers, man. Uh, well, that's but th- that you're describing anarchy. Well, okay, but you have to throw in atheist in there because anarchy doesn't convey 
God. Like they don't think about that is our highest ruler. Like I think, well, I like, so let me just take anarchy out of there. True, true anarchism or true liberty. I think true libertarianism is anarchism. Therefore, so anarchism is true. Anarchism is atheism. And so this is the very recent hate that I've gotten on Twitter because I'm a minarchist and I'll never be an anarchist. And they view anarchists view minarchists as the enemy. Because if you're a minarchist, you're a statist and a statist is the enemy no matter what. That's why I just started saying I'm a statist. Right. I'm just a statist. And, I, and, and I'm probably a minarchist. Not a real libertarian. I'm That's why I just own that. I just I don't own say the mon- it. Yeah. Right. I own the moniker of saying that I'm a minarchist. Mm. I, I, I don't care. It's fine. Um, but they – and they'll, so they'll talk about you one of two ways. One is that you're the enemy and you, sh- you should be cast out of all libertarians. Or – they view you like you're dumb. Don't worry. He'll come around. We'll teach him. He just doesn't know yet. You know, like you're a child. I'm like, I'm 41, dude. I am not a child. And, and God ain't going nowhere. So I can't participate in your stupid anarchy. Now, technically, now it never, never anyway will anarchy work. I, I was going to say anarchy works if you're talking about no individual leader, meaning you go back to judges, so multiple judges over an area. But at the end of the day, there will always be a hierarchy. Yeah. So anarchy is kind of dumb in that even if you don't have a predefined hierarchy, a hierarchy will develop no matter what. So you may you right now you have an authority that we can pretend we voted for, we voted him in, uh, or we did, you can bro. have we did bro. Uh, uh, you, oh, of course we did we did yeah yeah sense of I don't yeah. understand what's the problem yeah, uh, no problem keep going okay oh <laughs> man I love Biden anyway he's great we voted for him We're on so, YouTube yep. <laughs> On YouTube, we voted for Biden. He won in Minecraft on YouTube, and he's building back better. Yes. So, with all that in mind, you can have you can have that, or you can have the one who will lead through forceful domination, who declares himself king. And I'm like, um, (laughs) I'm kind of scared of that guy. I'm scared of the guy I don't know because I know there will be a hierarchy. Hierarchies exist amongst every creature on the planet. So. Why, how are we different? That's just silly. I just want a hierarchy in which the person at the top is serving God and we're acknowledging their authority because of God. Even if, as you know, even if they happen to be a bad leader at the time, because even God ordains bad leaders in the purposes of judgment. So that's why I want to separate. Let him judge those people over there and gather the righteous men over here. So you're a you're a Christian theocrat. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I really don't like what certain people deem to be sinful. Because if you if we had a theonomy, there's going to be somebody pushing to say, "Oh, well alcohol should be illegal." And I'm going to go over here going, no, uh, Jesus made wine. I think we can have wine. If you're a drunkard, yes, that's a problem. But, you know, so I, I, I struggle with uh, you get too legalistic. Yeah. 
Yeah, you get too legalistic, sure. it's a problem. Yeah. It's in the middle, man. You like the the pendulum swinging far one way or the other, it's somewhere in the middle. Mm. That's why I'm in the boring centrist. A, 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 the, a Christian, dim libertarian, theocratic centrist. Yeah. Uh, I don't it's like so labels. boring. It's so I don't boring. Like labels, we bro. need them. We need them so bad, bro. We need labels so bad. <laughs> humans need labels, dude. They need them. I think I they're very don't... good. I just don't believe in labels. Yeah, right. Uh, cool stuff, man. All right, great having you on. Obviously, you're a good friend. You're uh, you're welcome back on anytime. Um, right. Anything you want to shill, people? Uh, are you are you oh fine gosh. with me? Are you might be wrong? Like, are you is might be wrong? The guy on Twitter. Like, am I allowed to? Like, I linked both your profiles. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's All fine. Right. You don't have a problem. I mean, okay. No, I mean, when I start streaming again. Um, I'll, I'll use my real name. Mm-hmm. My name is Jeremy Barker. I don't. It's that's my real name is Jeremy Barker. If you go on on Twitter, uh, it's goofy. It's at N E. The letters N E. Jeremy. It's just a from a band name. <laughs> um, and then my Instagram, which is what I use mostly, yeah, is might be wrong. Fantastic, fantastic work over there on Instagram. I just I discovered <laughs> that I was getting followers so i was like all right well if this is the platform that's working i'm gonna just dive into it yeah so wow three, anyway 3k on my on uh on instagram is pretty good man i'm jealous no i always get a bump i always get a bump when you tell people to follow me <laughs> does it really work it does at least five people follow me whenever you 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 just when you put it on when i had to restart my account and stuff like that you know yeah, that was terrible. The great reset, Ugh. you know. <laughs> oh yeah, you built back better. Yeah, I did. Well, almost. I will build back. Are you? So you're getting. <laughs> let, let me uh, shill the uh, the weight loss challenge. So you're going to participate in the. Oh yeah, I'll do challenge? that. Okay. It um, kind of sucks because I started dieting already, so yeah. I've probably lost the easy water weight. <laughs> yeah, me too, for sure. Yeah, and then now the hard work starts with like lifting or running. Or do you run? Oh, running I, sucks. I, I running. I hate running, and I have a bad knee, so I have to work up to it. Mm, so yeah, I, I can't run right now. I gotta. I gotta get to below two hundred, and I gotta like get my back better. I gotta get build back better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can nice. Yeah. I played basketball the other day and was immensely sore, and it was yeah. only a half court game. Mm. I was like, oh, <laughs> it was pretty brutal. Yeah. Word, man. All right, so guys, in the chat, if anyone wants to sign up, uh, we're doing the weight loss challenge, the Great Reset, starting on on uh, on on Tuesday. If you guys want to get get down, let me know. This is might be wrong. I'm gonna play the outro music. You're free to leave whenever, sir. I'm sure we'll chat on the phone for f- four hours, gay, in a couple days. Uh, locate that. Uh, locate that interview, man. Or I guess when the time is right, right. I'll find it when the yeah. time is right. Yeah, it shall all shall be revealed. Yeah, good stuff, man. All right, great having you on, buddy. I'll see you around. <laughs> Might be wrong. That was awesome. This will be a podcast in a couple days. I'm tired, guys. I'm going to get going pretty soon. Good discussion over there in the chat. During the interviews, we don't look at the chat that much unless you have uh, specific questions and things like that. But that was a good one. Thank you to Alex Woofy, as always, for uploading these as a podcast. I couldn't do it without you, brother. Anyone want to get down on the get down on the get down and get down? Good, good guest. Yo. I like I like might be wrong. I don't know. My favorites so in the last couple months have been like might be wrong. Uh, Nick from Unwashed for for sure. Definitely liked having Michael Cisco on. Oh yeah, we got Frankie Rodriguez coming on tomorrow. Frankie's a lady. Uh, she's coming on tomorrow for the later slot in uh, in uh, the Daily Ignoramus, my normal show. 
I don't know, guys. You have a fantastic one. Always right with Might Be Wrong. That was a good one. He's my good friend, long time. Good friend, long time. What is it? Long friend, time friend. He's a friend. He's been my friend in and out of public life. Love you all. Love you all. Yeah, 10 a.m. every weekday. A couple interviews per week. We got interviews on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday next week. Yeah, chicky, yeah, chicky.